Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. What's up, all you cool cats and kittens? Hello and welcome to episode 54 of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral land of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Ojibwe, and Dakota Sioux, as well as others for time immemorial. I would also like to acknowledge that this land is home to the Métis Nation of Alberta, and that I am a settler on this land. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist. I use they-them pronouns, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. Normally I break this podcast up into four parts, novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life, but I have been sick the last few days, so this is going to be a mini-episode. I have a pretty bad sore throat and it hurts to talk, which is why this episode's kind of late, so I'm going to get better, but it hasn't happened yet. So you're getting a mini-episode with my interview with Natasha Donovan, an illustrator. Let's get started. Hi, Natasha. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Please tell us a little about yourself and where you're from. Thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Natasha Donovan. I am a freelance illustrator. Um, I grew up in Vancouver, Canada. Um, Now my husband is American, so I typically live in Washington, although I'm actually in BC for this recording. Awesome. Um, So what's your educational background? Um, I, as an illustrator, I'm, I'm self-taught. So I, I went to the University of British Columbia, um, and to do my BA in anthropology. Um, and I am obviously not an anthropologist, so, (laughs) um, I, uh, didn't really have quite the, quite enough confidence in my abilities to actually sort of pursue an, an art degree, but I just kept you know, I've been drawing all my life and I kept drawing throughout my BA and throughout my, my first years in the, as, um, in publishing, working in publishing. So how did you start with art and how did you kind of end up illustrating as a career? I'm, I, I mean, as I said, like I, I've always been drawing that I just, um, kind of, uh, it's been a really important part of my life since childhood you know I always have like a sketchbook on the go um I'm actually I'm autistic um and I find that drawing is a great way of focusing my mind when I'm having trouble um taking in the stimulus around me and I started getting really interested in illustration and comics when I was in like my late teens early 20s and around that time, I was working in academic publishing, and I submitted a short comic. Um, I think it was like maybe maybe six pages or something to um, a 
anthology. They, there was a call for submissions on Twitter. And that was how I first got published. And I also put up like a little online portfolio at that point. And that's how the author Brett Hewson found my work, um, just found it online while he was looking for someone who would be appropriate for a manuscript that he'd sold to Portage in Maine. Awesome. That's, you really got that in there. <laughs> and so now you've been a part of DC Comics' Wonderful Women of History, doing the illustration for Tierra Frazier, uh, the basically piloting all kinds of supplies up during the pandemic to indigenous communities in the north of Canada. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, that was a really fun project. Uh, And and Tara was, she was so cool. She was like, I've never done a project before about a a nonfiction story about someone who's alive right now. (laughs) So um, it was fun to like email back and forth with her and, um, it was kind of that project got delayed a few times and it got several emails from Tira. I'm like, is it, is it out yet? <laughs> I want to see my, my story. Um, but I, so the author, Tracy Sorrell, um, she got me in on that um, because I'd actually just finished working on illustrating a nonfiction picture book with her. And that was about Mary Golda Ross, who was um, like an aeronautical engineer. Um, so we, we just, you know, worked on a big planes project. So we were like, all right, let's let's do it again. Let's draw some more planes. (laughs) Um, But it was really cool. It was really um, exciting to, I mean, DC was like by far the the sort of largest comics publisher that I've ever worked with. And it was really interesting to see like their whole process is all uh, really official and streamlined. And that was really fascinating. It's awesome. Like what, what sort of um, materials and like supplies do you use for illustrating? Do you start with paper? Is it all digital? Like what, what did you use? Um, it depends on the project. Um, for a lot of my earlier stuff, just because I didn't have a huge volume of projects at that point, and I was able to add more time on my hands, um, a little bit more time. Uh, so I was I used um, ink and a, a paintbrush to do the lines. Um, so like for the sockeye mother and the pieces that went into the uh, This Place anthology, those were the lines were, were inked with paintbrush. Um, and lately, like for borders, I worked entirely in Procreate on my iPad. And that was like, in part, it was because, mainly it was because I, of the time factor, like it was 200 page book, it's like the biggest project that I've ever worked on. Um, so I just couldn't use quite the same process. And, and then another small factor is just, most of that was done during the pandemic. And the only way that I could get out of the house at all was to go somewhere in my car. So <laughs> I would like take my dog and we would drive somewhere and I would draw in the car. And yeah, it's just a more uh, easily transported form of drawing. For sure. Yeah. I've started dabbling with Procreate recently myself and it's, it's definitely a learning curve. It's very different mm-hmm. than ink drawing, but it's, oh yeah, 
I'll, I'll, I'll get the hang of it eventually. One of these <laughs> days, not that I'm a professional illustrator by any means, but it's, it's, it's fun to, to learn a new skill. Um, it's so with- really fun. I mean, I think it's really accessible too. Like it's only less than $20. It, buying little pots of ink really adds up very quickly <laughs> compared to one-time cost and, and the iPad, obviously. Oh, for sure. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I think I was going through like $60 of ink a month. Good Lord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> it gets, I just do like a comic strip online on Instagram and it's, mm. like, it's, it's little cartoon animals. It's not even. <laughs> and then every time you go to the art store, you're like, well, I better, you know, buy this beautiful pe- pad of paper or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yep. So many sketchbooks. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned Borders and um, that's the new graphic novel written by Thomas King, uh, author mm-hmm. of Inconvenient Indian. Um, my son's autistic and he's currently fixated on Blackfoot stories. So I'm really oh, excited wow. to share this with him. Uh, it's been named uh, best book of 2021 uh, fall by people magazine. What can you tell us about your experience with working on borders? Uh, so I, I actually read borders. The, it's, it's a short story adaptation. Um, and I, I read it for the first time and I think maybe grade 10 or 11 um, as part of the, our, our English curriculum. Um, and I loved it and actually like really stuck with me. So when I got the email from Suzanne Sutherland at um, HarperCollins, I, I was kind of flabbergasted. I like read it, you know, three or four times. And like, am, I, am I reading this right? Is this the story that I'm thinking of? Um, and it was. And so, yeah, it was kind of a dream project. I spoke with Thomas King for the first time recently in an interview on CBC, which was kind of surreal. Um, and he, he, he said like the way that he thinks about his work is once, once he writes it, he, you know, he puts it out in the world and then it just goes and lives its own life. Um, and I think that was kind of the attitude that he had towards borders. He gave it his blessing and, he signed off on the sketches and everything. But other than that, the collaboration part was mainly between me and Suzanne. Obviously, there's um, a First Nations theme with most, if not all, of your work. Representation is so important. And I'm loving that we're seeing more of that lately. And you do beautiful work. How do you choose the projects that you'll work on? I'm guessing you're in high demand. Yeah, I mean, I... Part of it is just like taking a look at the at the pitch and the manuscript and and getting a sense of whether it's something that my particular skill set could kind of bring a new dimension to the story, um, whether I feel like I'm an appropriate fit and whether I'm excited about the story. That's important for it. Um, you know, it, the illustration projects for for books, they, they take a long time. So you if you're not excited about it, it's pretty painful. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) So how does your anthropology education um, kind of help with your illustration? Do you feel it kind of gives you more of a grasp in storytelling through art? I don't know necessarily if it helps. Um, It's really just more like another way that my particular fascination with storytelling has expressed itself in my life. So anthropology is in a lot of ways, 
kind of the the study of like human humans and the stories that they tell about their own lives. So I, I think that's it was just sort of another outlet for me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not totally sure if they're if one leads to the other necessarily. Just that overall fascination with stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say that opposites attract and, you know, at least in terms of careers for you and your spouse, that seems kind of be to be the case. From what I understand, (laughs) your spouse is a mathematician. How do the two of you meet and kind of what does your life look like on this little farm that you guys live on? Uh, Well, we... (laughs) it's been a kind of crazy few years we met 10 years ago we've been married for five um we just we had a mutual friend um and yeah he's he's kind of like a like a polymath he's he's just a a very brilliant um scientific thinker um part of part of that for me is like there's this autism trait where autistic people are really drawn to passion and my husband's guy is very passionate about what the things that that he gets interested in so and we're actually we are not currently living on that tiny farm um we recently left due to some rent instability unfortunately um and we are staying with my parents for a few months on salt spring island but i'm hoping hoping to uh kind of get back in that direction. Best of luck to you in that aspect. I Thank you. know the rent struggle. <laughs> it's hard out there. <laughs> Life is, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Any advice for people who are wanting to pursue a career as an illustrator? There is no one right path and no one right way of doing it. So I would say the most important thing to do is is to draw or you know however you want to to be making art just actually make it and not to be I, I think the the biggest roadblock for any aspiring artist is a blank page it's just a very difficult thing to move from a blank page to actual mark, mark making on the page because there's so much fear of making a misstep but it's it's that's okay like the missteps are a part of it and there will be many of them yeah <laughs> yeah art's messy and like like bob ross said the happy accidents exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's just part of the creation process mm-hmm. well, thanks so much it's been so great chatting with you thank you so much You can see Natasha's work on her website, natashadonovan.com, and follow her on Twitter at Natasha M. Donovan. Big congratulations to Just Push Go, winner of last week's giveaway, an autographed copy of Awesome Possibilities by Virginia Moore. Be sure to check your Instagram messages so you can claim your prize. That's all for this week's episode. I'll be back next week with an interview with singer-songwriter David Unsworth. I will hopefully be recovered enough by then to do a full-length episode. I'm going to go drink some tea, binge-watch season two of Tiger King, hopefully be feeling better. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. Thank you to Legion X for my intro and outro music. You can find me on Twitter at Sierra Barefoot and on TikTok at Sierra is Barefoot. 
All of my books are available on Amazon and on my website, sierrathebarefootgirl.com. My Patreon is patreon.com slash possumpete. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.